With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another PowerShare Series edition of the Tennis.com podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan talking with a man who needs very little introduction, Andre Agassi. Um, Andre, first, thanks for taking the time to join us. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, Just uh, cut right to it. Just what went right for you this weekend? Uh, You pulled off. the PowerShare Series double, and that included also a title in your hometown of Las Vegas to end things off. So just kind of go through that and, um, you know, just really talk about what happened there for you. Sure, sure. Well, you know, these these days, uh, uh, even at the best of days, meaning in the thick of your career, if you took too long away from actually playing competitive sets in real environments, there was always that adjustment period, you know. So coming out of the blocks, uh, while I was prepared and, and, and playing, you know, you just – dealing with the nerves and the shot selection and just getting comfortable takes a little bit of time so so getting that first uh, go in uh in new york um you know came with a bit of a, a price meaning it didn't go so well there but it was also necessary to get through and and all of a sudden i was in uh, san jose hitting the ball really strong and managed to carry that into vegas where where the environment's a little different because it's faster and you know flies through the air a little bit quicker but but made the, the necessary adjustments and uh, and just feel pretty good about the way I'm uh, way I'm playing. And speaking of the Vegas, how was the support there? From I don't know if you had some friends and family in the stands, or just kind of you know obviously the local support that you've been there for so long and done all the training there. Yeah, well, I think that um, um, the support was definitely there, but that was uh, unfortunately offset by just the the flat out nerves of playing in your own town and wanting to do so well. So. You know, John gave me uh, a heck of a, a heck of a run. Um, uh, certainly had his his chances, which he can make a lot of things happen uh, when he's playing in an environment that's uh, that, where the ball's moving and he can use his feel and, uh, and and his hands. And and he was he was making it really uncomfortable. But once I got through that, I think I just relaxed and I really played lights out against against Jim. Yeah, you've you know you've obviously played all of of the fellow competitors here before on tour and then, you know, in some cases many times on this, on this circuit and prior matches in, in recent years. Has anybody that you have faced recently really kind of impressed you? I mean, it's, it's hard to be impressed by guys that you've played with for so long and kind of know inside and out, but you've been, even at their, you know, post-tour uh, playing days, has anybody kind of impressed you playing them uh, on the PowerShare series? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, no question about it. I mean, I, you know, listen, I tell everybody this when I get asked about what can people expect to see. I mean, the truth is none of us are really going to learn to hit a tennis ball any better. Uh, the question now becomes how often do you 
put yourself in the most ideal position, you know, physically to execute your options. And and anybody that keeps up on their on their physical side of things uh, really has an exponential a- advantage. You know, I mean, when you look at a guy like Rafter, who uh, who really his athleticism his athleticism kind of is magnified at this stage of his life because you realize, you know, he's in good shape and he's, his ability to move and to create those options for himself uh, is, a, is a pretty big advantage. I've also said the same thing about Pete. You know, he, he's unfortunately injured at the moment, uh, but when he's not, his ability to sort of be explosive and to, and to, and to, to do his thing is, is, is also, you know, impressive. Uh, as far as... Uh, uh, what impressed me about the, you know the other guys? I think you're always mesmerized at at the little adjustments that one has to make at different stages of their uh, of their you know career or or, or 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 age. You know we all have to make those little decisions, whether it's uh, mechanical or whether it's uh, shot selection. And it's, it never ceases to amaze me the subtlety that everybody seems to really understand their game uh, through. It, it seems like. You know, John McEnroe especially sort of comes to mind when you say that, and especially because I know he, I was there, he gave you, you know, played great against you at MSG, and then like you're saying now, just another good match this past week, and he just continues to to really advance uh, as he ages, but he, you know, he loves the game more than anybody almost, it seems like. No no question he loves the game, and that, that reflects in his in his discipline with it. And his uh, uh, desire to get out there on a daily basis and keep himself, you know, in position. Uh, you know, in, in New York, I mean, he was inspired by his hometown crowd unquestionably. I was certainly a little bit uh, uh, nervous in playing with a little too much margin and giving him a chance to really kind of uh, show how well he can control a tennis ball. And, and I try to make up for it with my movement because I've been feeling pretty good. But, but ultimately, the guy knows how to get across the finish line if you give him a look, you know, and that's what... That's what he did, but his hands are, are, are still some of the best hands uh, in the game. Uh, his, his his ability to sort of uh, understand uh, the tennis court is also uh, amazing. I mean, he knows where to be uh, and how to be there uh, ahead of time. Uh, so it's 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 a it's a court sense that he brings to the table that you know is pretty pretty much even to this day somewhat unparalleled. And and it's a pleasure to watch him. It's a pleasure to to play against him. Last thing I want to ask you, you know, especially since uh, I, I know you have such a good pulse, I think, on not just yesterday's, you know, the players of, who were playing on the Pro Tour years ago, but today, back, it was in 07 at the Open Federer and Roddick, and I, I think a lot of people just saw kind of the insight you have on today's players. So for 2013 on the men's tour, especially, you had, you, you have the top four guys splitting the Grand Slams this past year, and things are almost kind of at a reset uh, as to as to what may happen. I think a lot of people are kind of wondering how next year plays out with uh, the ascendance of Murray this year and, and Rafa where he's at. And obviously Federer still playing fantastic at 31. And, of course, Djokovic ending number one, winning the World Tour Finals. Just kind of wondering maybe your thoughts on where you see the men's tour going in 2013, whether it's a particular player or trends, things like that. Well, it's uh, hard to make the prediction because obviously uh, the information I have about these guys is is pretty much what the world has, which is you can see at any given stage them sort of separating themselves. Even Federer now uh, can all of a sudden go to a place where he's still uh, uh, can be a favorite to 
to to win. So you know, a lot's up in the air. I I, I love seeing uh, Murray step into the equation. I feel like he's deserved that over the years. Uh, I, I believe he's now finding the best of himself, and certainly even has more to to uh, to gain uh, in his own game. You're going to see him improve as, as as he moves forward over the next few years. Uh, Djokovic sort of uh, reestablishing at the end of this year uh, what he's capable of. Uh, is a good sign for him going into next year. Rafa is a big question mark. Uh, it's going to be, you know, he's impressed me uh, and has surprised me before, so I don't know if uh, I should leave the business of predicting uh, Rafa or Fed at that matter, but uh, coming off a knee injury and that kind of time away, that's going to take him some time, i got to believe. And if his movement is off a half click, that's a that's a big disadvantage these days against the standard that's out there. So I think you're looking at um, Murray and Djokovic as certainly the heavy uh, favorites going into the year, uh, but you can never write off where uh, Fed can take his game in any given two-week period or, or, or Rafa's competitiveness or athleticism can shine through a lot quicker than it would for me if I took off the time he's taken off. Yeah. We'll watch them, of course, next year, and uh, watch you guys as well. You have another um, you know, winding down the tour here in the coming coming weekend. So, um, Andre, first off, have a, uh, thanks for coming. Have a nice Thanksgiving and a good end of the Power Share series this year. Thanks again. Thank you, and uh, you, you as well. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks again. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.